Good morning, Orlando. Great to have you with us here at 6 o'clock on a Monday morning as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic right off the top for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning efforts are underway to end the government shutdown and the shutdown has Cape Canaveral launch activities on hold. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. And that government shutdown has hit the 54-hour mark. We will have a live report on what shut down and what the prospects are for an end to the shutdown and who is to blame. It's all in this hour of Good Morning Orlando. And good Monday morning at 6.02 on News Radio 102.5. Today begins with the first partial federal government shutdown in years. Hoping to end that, the Senate will take a vote at noon Eastern time aimed at ending the shutdown. Republicans are proposing a funding extension to February 8th with a firm commitment to take up the so-called Dreamers issue separately and soon. Democrats have been insisting on long-term protections for Dreamers, young immigrants who were brought to the U.S. illegally as children. If the Senate votes to end the shutdown, it would have to be approved by the House and signed by President Trump. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Meanwhile, the government shutdown means launch operations at the Kennedy Space Center and Cape Canaveral Air Force Station are on hold. That includes a test firing of SpaceX's Falcon Heavy rocket, which has already been delayed multiple times. The 12-second test of the Falcon Heavy's 27 main engines is required before the rocket is cleared for a demonstration launch, which had been planned for later this month. No word yet on if that's still the timetable. And I'll be talking live with our News Radio 1025 national correspondent Sharon Reed on the latest on the government shutdown now into its third day. That's coming up in 10 minutes. Senator Ron Johnson says five months worth of text messages between two employees working uh, investigations into Hillary Clinton's emails and Russian meddling in the election are gone. The Wisconsin Republican said text messages between FBI agent Peter Strzok and lawyer Lisa Page were lost because of a technical failure. It was previously revealed that Strzok and Page had exchanged anti-Trump texts. Strzok was reassigned from the investigation into Russian meddling when special counsel Robert Mueller learned about the texts. Johnson learned about the technical failure after the FBI turned over nearly 400 other text messages to the Senate Homeland Security Committee. Call me cynical, but, it, you know, <laughs> I smell a rat there, you know, a rat resembling the 18-minute gap in the Watergate tapes, you may yeah. remember. Yeah, it's uh, when I saw that story this morning, I was like, oh, yeah, we're sure. going to be getting that to the bud, man. Technical failure. In other news out west, thankfully, traffic is moving again on California's Highway 101 in Montecito after being closed for two weeks because of deadly mudslides. The highway in Montecito was closed January 9th after a rainstorm slammed the area that had already been devastated by the Thomas fire. Caltrans cleanup crews had been working 24 hours a day to get the 101 open again. At least 21 people were killed in the mudslides. Another victim was found in that 101 cleanup. Women looking to make a difference should forget glass ceilings and rush the doors instead. That was the message of Orlando State Representative Amy Mercado delivered at yesterday's Women's March. Uh, Hundreds attended the rally at Lake Eola Park as part of the statewide Women's March Florida. Mercado also told the crowd to get politically engaged and make the blue wave a blue wave of women. Maybe it's just I'm a guy, okay? I'm really not a male chauvinist pig, but I, I guess I don't really get it on what the big issues are for the women. And we're going to get into that later in this hour, Deb. All right. Well, one story I know you definitely uh, enjoyed, much to everyone else's chagrin. What? 
Super Bowl 52. Oh, are we going to talk about that? We'll see the New England Patriots and Philadelphia Eagles meet February 4th at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis for the right to lift the Lombardi Trophy. New England advanced with a hard-fought 24-20 win over the Jacksonville Jaguars in the AFC Championship game. Philly earned another shot at New England by dominating the Vikings 38-7 in yesterday's NFC Championship game. And finally, the hashtag CriscoCops is a thing, a real thing on Twitter, inspired by the actions of Philadelphia City crews, bud. Several sources caught city workers over the weekend greasing light poles around town Yeah, in order to keep Eagles fans from climbing them. <laughs> really? Yes, police in the 1st District tweeted out a photo of the workers doing the greasing. That's funny. While the main Philadelphia Police Twitter account posted a picture of a Crisco shortening can asking Eagles fans to, quote, celebrate responsibly. Again, the Eagles will take on the Bud's very own New England Patriots <laughs> in Super Bowl 52, <laughs> February 4th at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis. Yeah, what abs. Well, you know. What abs. Yeah, you get over it. Yeah. The Jags were great. I mean, they played yeah, their hearts out. What they a were bummer. beating up the Pats so bad in the first half, beating them to the punch, shredding through the line. They were faster. They were tougher. And then all of a sudden, the Patriots do what they uniquely do mm. and cheat? did whatever it took to no. win. No, cheat. they didn't cheat. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. thank you. Chant, oh, cheat, Rick. What is this? Coddle. Super Bowl coddle. game or something oh, now? Oh, Coddle. Poor little oh, quarterback, I, Tom Brady. Oh, Fair to say, Brady, Brady with that oh. bad hand might be a cut above the rest, as always. I don't know. Check I his ball. smell collusion I do between too. the refs Check and the ball. Patriots. Check his ball. We got to have the Patriots. Nobody will watch. They got to be in the Super Bowl. I'm sure it's all rigged with the commissioners. I and think the refs. Uh, Trump needs to appoint a special counsel into the collusion. No doubt. Between the Patriots. Yeah, you two, you, need, you two need to take a knee. I've heard right. enough of this nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> WFLA News Time at 6.07. Read about VP Mike Pence arriving in Israel after a tense meeting with Jordan's King at 1025WFLA.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. Well, the diet in the wool Patriots Tom Brady fan, I mean, there's a big part of me that wants to blow out the first half hour of this show to rave about the Patriots' amazing comeback from the dead yesterday to get into another Super Bowl, but I will not be able to connect with News Yay. Radio 1025 National Correspondent Sharon Reed at 612 this morning to update us on the government shutdown. So what little remains of the responsible journalist in me these days will... Talk football later, and we will talk government shutdown as we're in the 54th hour now. Um, listen, uh, in a moment, though, just before we get to that, it's our Make Your Wallet Great Again texting contest. I want you to listen for the key word of the hour. It's coming up in seconds. Then text that word right away to 200-200. You could win $1,000. It's the Monday edition of Good Morning Orlando from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Yaffe producing in the control room. Stephanie is screening, and we're getting a live update on the government shutdown for you. And then we'll talk about this from a host of angles, and I'll want you to be with me. And we are glad you're here. Good Monday morning to you. We'll have an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. You can count on that here in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. 
to get you started on your day, let's get you up to date on all things related to the ongoing government shutdown as we bring in News Radio 1025 National Correspondent Sharon Reed. Sharon, good morning to you. And good morning, Bud. And yep, we're entering into a third day. Hundreds of thousands of federal workers now across the country are not going to work today. Yeah, absolutely right. Now, uh, what happened last night? There was supposed to be a vote uh, in the Senate. McConnell had uh, planned to do that, shelved it. What's the latest? Well, he initially had proposed one at 1 a.m. That was because of procedural rules. Then it was going to be 10 p.m. But then uh, the Senate Democratic leader, Chuck Schumer, objected, saying he doesn't still have an agreement. So now what they've scheduled is this noontime procedural vote, one that would again need the 60 votes to pass a funding extension that gets us three weeks down the road, February 8th. And what McConnell's attaching to that is a promise that he'll bring up the, the so-called dreamers issue, the, the DACA reform and other immigration reform issues at that time if there's no agreement reached before that. So now it's going to be up to Democrats to decide whether they trust the Republicans to do what technically they've promised in the past and hasn't happened. Um, Democrats are meeting this morning with Schumer to discuss what to do. And um, we'll have to see now some of the Republicans, there were about four Republicans on Friday who voted against a short-term funding bill. Lindsey Graham and Jeff Flake, they've now indicated they're, they'll be voting yes in favor of the short-term bill. So it sounds like they're moving a little bit closer to at least another short-term funding solution, um, but we're still ways away from any kind of long-term solution. Okay, now where is uh, President Trump in all of this? Haven't seen him over the weekend. There have been some tweets, but go ahead on that. Well, it's a good question, and I think that's something that both Republicans and Democrats are calling for. They want to get a better idea of what the president would agree to when it comes to this immigration. Um, you're right. He just tweeted a little bit um, and hasn't I'm just checking. He hasn't tweeted this morning so far. Um, so he's been keeping a kind of a low key presence. They, they did release some photos um, that you might have seen of him in the Oval Office, one at the desk on the phone. But beyond that, it, it seems that um, he's not. Now, there may be phone calls. In fact, we're hearing reports that there were phone calls with Republicans. But I don't think that the Democrats say they haven't had any talks with him since, you know, Schumer had the uh, cheeseburger summit, if you will, on yeah. Friday, where they had this deal, but then they didn't have the deal. And and again, the president, there are calls for him to be more explicit about exactly what in any kind of immigration reform bill he'd accept. That's coming from McConnell as well as Schumer saying that they want some clarity there. Yeah, but and he is still, correct me if I'm wrong, Sharon, um, uh, adhering to his rock solid stance that uh, we're not giving you a deal for the dreamers, the DACA deal you want, Democrats, unless we get a rock solid commitment for funding for the wall on the Mexican border. Right. He's still right. there on that issue, right? It seems to be, and Schumer came out and said that he actually offered to meet him in some form on on the funding of the wall. Now there's dispute about was there any agreement of how much money and so forth, right. but it does seem that he is holding true to the wall and, and that Schumer had indicated some wiggle room about that. So again, though, it seems that, you know, I think Schumer sounded frustrated that um, things changed once he left the, the, the meeting. So I think that's another big question. Again, it's a question of clarity and really nailing things down before they move forward. And, of course, anything that gets decided in the Senate then has to go to the House, right. where there are a lot of, of these more conservative, hardline um, uh, supporters of real immigration reform who so are already signaling that and they're not going to go along with you know anything that the Senate may send their way. And that's a big question, too. All right, Sharon Reed, our News Radio 1025 National Correspondent all over the government shutdown. Great job getting us all up to speed um, in just a couple minutes' time. Sharon, it's always a pleasure to have you here on Good Morning Orlando. Have a good day. Thank you. Thank you so much. To me, this is the Schumer shutdown. 
And I think that Schumer and the Democrats are beginning to get weak knees over this because the idea that we're shutting down the entire government and really putting our military in a bind, the Defense Secretary Mattis says, and more on that in a moment, doesn't fly with the American people who are saying, wait a minute, getting a deal on illegal immigration is no reason to cause all of this chaos and compromise our military and our national security and shut down the government. I think this, the politics of this do not favor the Democrats, and I think the incentives by the hour are growing for them to cave and get on board with a spending bill and a resumption of government functions. 407-916-5400, that's how I see it. What's your thought on the government shutdown, how it's playing out, and who is to blame? 407-916-5400, and the text line 23680. On the government shutdown, Sharon Reed and I are News Radio 1025 National Correspondent. We're talking live a few moments ago about the very latest olive branch um, to end all of this being floated late last night by Senate Majority Leader Republican Mitch McConnell. Here he is. It would be my intention to resolve these issues as quickly as possible so that we can move on to other business that's important to our country. Assuming that the government remains open, it would be my intention to proceed to legislation that would address DACA, border security, and related issues. Yeah, all right. I'm no big fan of Mitch McConnell and even less so of Chuck Schumer. And I got to tell you, this government shutdown is just turning everybody off toward Congress. I mean, what are they trying to do? Get their their approval ratings down out of low double digits into maybe low single digits, Yaffe? If so, they're headed in the right direction. This whole thing makes me sick. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. You know, and I really worry about um, what this is doing to the military, and, and I don't think this is grandstanding by Defense Secretary James Mattis. He says, all maintenance operations have ceased. Now we have 200,000 forward-deployed troops in trouble spots around the world who are now serving without pay because of the government shutdown. Um, They're really worried about this being a discouragement to people being as ready as they need to be in these trouble spots where their lives are always at risk. And, um, you know, we've had a problem with a rise in training accidents. We've got outdated equipment. We've got uh, Navy aircraft frequently grounded because they don't have enough parts. The Marines having trouble keeping their jets uh, airworthy as well. And, uh, and, and all the maintenance is seized right now. More than half the military civilian workforce being sent home. Their projects are being halted. More than 100,000 National Guardsmen being sent home from their planned weekend training. And it goes on and on and on. And the, govern- the, the Democrats are the losers, I think, here, Yaffe, if we have to. I mean, it's, it's bad on both sides, to be honest with you. But the fact of the matter is, it's the, it's the Democrats who voted, 90% of them, to shut down the government over an illegal immigration issue. That doesn't fly for most of the American people. Yeah, and they seem, they almost want the shutdown, it seems like. They almost seem to be enjoying the shutdown, the Democrats. I think I, they've wanted it for a while. I think part of it is they wanted to stick it to Trump when he was about to celebrate the first anniversary of his inauguration. Yeah, And I effectively, agree. they did that. They kept him out of Mar-a-Lago, you know, on a big, big fundraiser celebration that he was supposed to front down there in South Florida. Um, so, anyway, 
We continue to follow it, and we will be all over it throughout the morning. When the president gets up, I'm sure he'll be tweeting. Uh, I do have some interesting tweets for him on the women's marches, which is quite interesting, and we will get to that. So it is all coming up. Let me get a quick comment, and I'm short of time here, from Bertha in Deland. On the government shutdown, what are you thinking this morning? I don't want the shutdown on your birthday tomorrow, but let me tell you something, Ooh, How did you know my birthday was tomorrow? The Democrats that want to pay the military and the Republicans refuse. And thank God for C-SPAN. Everybody can see the truth in real life. Wait a minute. Are you telling me that the Democrats are more pro-military than the Republicans? There is no way. Go back and check on it. And the Republicans said no. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Thank you, Bertha, very, very much. More on all of this coming up. Deborah Roberts alongside me this morning. Folks are tuning in one after another right now. And uh, we've been talking about the government shutdown. You've got the very latest for us, Deb. What's going on? Well, there's no deal yet, but the Senate will take a vote today aimed at ending the government shutdown. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell urged his fellow lawmakers to reopen the government. So let's step back from the brink. Let's stop victimizing the American people and get back to work on their behalf. A key procedural vote is set for noon Eastern time. Republicans and Democrats are continuing negotiations on a way out of the shutdown that started early Saturday. That's when the government ran out of money. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The government shutdown might keep President Trump from attending the World Economic Forum in Davos. Trump is scheduled to speak near the end of the elite gathering that runs from Tuesday through Friday. But if the shutdown drags on, Trump's plans for Switzerland could be scrapped. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin was scheduled to leave Washington today with a large delegation of administration heavyweights. But that's now on hold. While most of Florida's politicians are talking about tax cuts, one of the Democrats running for governor wants an increase. Tallahassee Mayor Andrew Gillum says Florida corporations are getting $6 billion worth of tax cuts from the feds, so he wants to increase the state's corporate tax rate to get a billion back. Over the last three decades, while the richest corporations in our state have been getting richer, our schools have been criminally underfunded, our health care system costs have skyrocketed, and working households have struggled to make ends meet. Ninety percent of Florida businesses don't even pay corporate taxes. So Gillum says an increase in the state rate will only affect big firms that are getting most of the federal tax cuts. And finally, Alcala in Capital City, a federal judge is denying a request from a Tallahassee TV producer who's trying to keep his state contract secret. Pat Roberts and his production company were paid more than $15 million by Visit Florida to create shows with Chef Emeril Lagasse and Martha Stewart that feature the uh, the Sunshine State. The Speaker of the Florida House, though, has subpoenaed those records, and Roberts claims they're confidential, but a Tallahassee federal judge denied his request to intervene. And you can get these stories and more at 1025WFLA.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando continues now with Gina Cervetti and the Bloomberg Business Report. Indeed, here she is, live from the Bloomberg Newsroom in New York City. Good Monday morning to you, Gina. Good Monday morning to you, bud. I'm curious. We've been talking about the government shutdown ongoing now, um, 54 hours in counting, uh, from a number of angles. Uh, how is it impacting activity on Wall Street? 
Well, uh, not a whole lot right now. We've got the stock futures, little change to lower, we'll call them. Uh, the S&P futures down just about three points. We do, as you know, have this vote scheduled today in the Senate, mm -hmm. uh, which could be the beginning of the end of the partial government shutdown. So I think investors right now are kind of taking a wait-and-see approach here so far. Uh, we did have a week last week that was pretty good, although it was shortened by the holiday. But uh, the S&P, the broader measure of the market, was up almost 1%. And uh, the Bloomberg Orlando Index trailed that just a little bit, up about six-tenths percent over this past week. But we have the S&P and the NASDAQ starting out at record highs this morning. And let's talk about some of the things that are being impacted, curtailed, shut down, or whatever, uh, with what's going on in Washington right now. Yeah, just from a business standpoint, I'll go over some of the things here. Uh, the IRS will stop issuing refunds, but it will also stop doing audits. The Commodity Futures Trading Commission won't investigate any new victim complaints. The National Labor Relations Board will stop investigating charges of workers' rights being violated. And the Securities and Exchange Commission will uh, sharply curb operations as well. All right, and a very interesting angle on Facebook here, which, of course, is just an absolute worldwide behemoth in the world of social media. Um, interesting, they're acknowledging that they, uh, they may have a negative impact on governments like ours, democracies around the world. What's the story? Facebook is acknowledging that social media can have a negative impact on democracies says it has more work to do in order to ensure that the good outweighs the bad. All of this was in a blog post today. The admission that social media may not be good for democracy comes about a month after another reflective report from Facebook, which said that passively consuming social media can be bad for mental health. Very interesting. We've been talking about Amazon and all the new concepts they're coming up with. You know, Amazon Key with deliveries. Uh, uh, and, and people able to get into your house to deliver them, et cetera, et cetera. Now there's something else going on with Amazon that could revolutionize the way we go shopping. What's the story uh, this morning on that? It's called Amazon Go. It's a store. It opens to the public today in downtown Seattle, where Amazon is based. It's testing the online retailer's technology that lets shoppers grab what they want and leave without actually having to pay a cashier. But it's all done through an app and the honor system, and then shoppers are billed once they leave the store. Wow, that'll be interesting. Um, that is revolutionary. We'll see how it plays in Seattle. Thanks for the first word on that. You know, Yaffe and I are always talking about uh, driverless cars. We do special future world segments here in Good Morning Orlando, etc. Um, apparently, there's a problem with these self-driving cars that I hadn't heard about before. <laughs> Share it with us, please, Gina. I had not either, but apparently self-driving cars are not good at seeing the paint color black in its current form, which, of course, could spell trouble if an oncoming vehicle is black. So the world's biggest producer of auto paints is working on a vehicle coating inspired by eggplants. Bloomberg Businessweek says PPG's new black paint lets light pass through the exterior layer and rebound off a reflective undercoat. Eggplants apparently use a similar trick to keep cool on hot days. The, the exterior of an eggplant is, uh, is, is almost black. And, yeah. that, and I, how interesting is that? But it's kind of purple, too. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
fascinating. We'll watch for that. They definitely need to make sure that a driverless car can see whatever colors out yeah. there, black included, right? <laughs> right, right. Um, but I think you, you you probably have a lot of white cars down there in Florida. We do have a lot of them. The black, black cars are intolerably hot in the summertime. I know. I've made that mistake only once. All right. Great to have you with us. Gina Cervetti, as always, live from the Bloomberg Newsroom in New York City with the Daily Bloomberg Business Report. Mornings at 635 here on the 50,000-watt front porch on Good Morning Orlando. Have a wonderful day. Catch you tomorrow, Gina. Thank you. Thank you, bud. You too. All right. Now on these women's marches that we had over the weekend here and all across the country, women are marching. They got placards up for this, placards up for that. I frankly am not really sure what the beef is, ladies. Maybe you can tell me because the Bud Man doesn't get it. Help, please. 407-916-5400. Enlighten me. Text line open at 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. An update, of course, just two minutes out on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. So stay tuned here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Good morning, Orlando. Over the weekend, women's marches all over the country and here in Orlando, around Lake Eola, big crowds, etc. Um, I, I, I think the common denominator is we all hate Trump. But in a moment, I'll make the case that really they ought to be marching in support of Trump because the opportunities that he has opened up for women across this country and within his own administration get hardly any coverage from the ATM machine, the the totally committed anti-Trump media machine. But the fact of the matter is, Trump's been nothing but good news for women. At least that's the way I see it. Let's listen to one of the activists marching around Lake Eola. This is Nyla Wilson, co-captain of the Women's March of Central Florida. So, Nyla, tell me again, what are all these women upset about? What is this march all about? To bring awareness to issues that we felt threatened by policy to include our health, our safety, our religion. Um, and we wanted to account for uh, the needs of our families and our communities, and we wanted to bring those voices together for issues that needed to be heard. All right. I, I don't know. I mean, your problems with your the issues with your health, that has to be the abortion issue, right? I mean, you've had the right to an abortion since Roe v. Wade in 1973, 45 years. What's the problem? Yeah, you have a pro-life president, but you also have, you know, you also have settled law in the United States Supreme Court. What the heck are you marching on that issue for? Your safety the sexual assault issue, I'm with you all the way in the workplace or whatever, but men are on the run with this, and you're rounding up one after another, and we're going to get that problem taken care of. I don't understand what the problem is there. Enormous progress is being made in that way all overnight. And religion, where are women under fire, under threat when it comes to religion? I don't understand this. What is it that you women are complaining about? I know I'm coming off perhaps to some of you as a Neanderthal male chauvinist pig. I am not. My wife would not tolerate that. My wife Linda has no idea what women are complaining about in these marches. And if it's lack of job opportunities under the Trump administration, as Kellyanne Conway tweeted out over the weekend, and by the way, she's got a great job as a woman in the Trump administration, and she is not at all alone. 
There's more opportunity in high places in the Trump administration for women than you ever will have found with any other president on either side of the aisle. She makes the point that 863,000 new jobs have been filled by women since Trump took office, that over half a million American women have entered the workforce since he took over. They're talking about we're marching to get people registered to vote. Is there some impediment I'm not aware of to women being able to register to vote, for God's sake? I, I mean, I'm sorry I don't get it. I'm willing to be sympathetic. I'm willing to be enlightened and educated. But by God, I watched all of these women marching over the weekend with anti-Trump signs and one issue after another, and I'm thinking to myself, it seems to me that women are in pretty darn good shape in this country and that Trump has been much more about being good news for women than bad news for women. And I've got more chapter and verse on that here in a moment. Can somebody help me understand women marching, what is your beef? I don't get it. 407-916-5400. Anybody? Text line 23680 where standard message and data rates apply. A common thread seemed to be some just amorphous general hatred of Donald Trump by the women marching over the weekend around the country. Boy, he really hates women. So much so that his list of female appointees is long and impressive, and I don't even have enough time to read through it all. But how about Nikki Haley, Ambassador to the U.N., Elaine Chow, Secretary of Transportation, Kirsten Nielsen, heading up Homeland Security, Dr. Heather Wilson, Secretary of the Air Force, and Sarah Sanders, White House Press Secretary. Then there's Kellyanne Conway advising the president at the highest level in the White House. And it just goes on and on and on. Linda McMahon, Administration, Administrator of the, uh, of the U.S. Small Business Administration. She's the head of it. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Please don't give me this. Trump has been inhibiting the progress of women in this country. It's outrageous. Stephanie, as a woman who's connected to what's going on in this country, what's the beef about with these marchers and what do you think? I don't know, and I don't even think they know. I mean, this really ticks me off. These women, like, they look ridiculous out there marching. They don't even know what they're marching about. How about those little cute pink hats? Oh, my God. Modeled Let me just say, if my part. mother was out there or my grandma marching in that, I'd have to slap them. Wow. Yeah? I mean, I would be disgusted. And I know how much you love your mom and your grandma. <laughs> you don't want them out there. No, and you wouldn't but be I out mean, there. it's just embarrassing to me. Yeah, okay. Uh, Wendell from Orlando. Apparently your wife is one of the marchers. Let's talk about it. Hey, good morning, bud. How's everything? All right, how are you? Great, great, great. So listen, I've been married 18 years. I love my wife. And it all relates back to her being a tremendous Hillary supporter. Um, and when you know about a woman's scorn, uh, some women cannot, for whatever reason, admit that they made a mistake. They're just trying to vent their, their mistake in a way that they know how. Is this all uh, about your wife and the rest of them hating Trump? Is that what it is? Uh, I tell you, Bud, for I try to slowly bring out all the good stuff that Bud that uh, Trump does. Yeah. And she still will not acknowledge that uh, 
He's her president. All right, Wendell, I'd love to be a fly on a wall at your place. Yaffe on the text line, you got a lot of incoming you're checking on for me. So basically, bud, I'm getting a bunch of women that are texting who are telling me they have no idea what it's about. Like, they, they don't understand. I'm getting a lot of women. One person says this. Um, they make her embarrassed for her gender, the wow. way they're acting in these marches. Steph, <laughs> you're coming unglued over there. I literally can't. I just can't. John, you're in Winter Springs. Good morning to you. Hey, how you doing? All right, how are you? Good. Listen, this Donald Trump thing, you, I, I, I had a lot more respect for you than this. He's a sexual predator. We know that. You don't know that. You don't know that. He denies everything. You don't yeah, know I denied, that. I denied I was a criminal, too, but I know I am. So, listen. Well, then what are you doing on the outside? We need to lock you up. Yeah, I, well, I did my time. It's over with. Now I just work for a living and everything is smooth. Really? What, what did you do? What did you do that put you away? Um, I stole $8 million from a friend of mine, and uh, I did my time. He did six months home detention for turning state's evidence. Okay, I really want to hear from a convicted felon on how bad the president is. Give me a break. Give me a break. Tony, go ahead. You're from Orlando on the Women's Marchers. Uh, I, I just don't understand what the beef is. I frankly don't get it. I think things are clearly better for women than they've ever been, and everything that is not where it needs to be, employment in high places, whatever, dealing with the sexual harassment situation, is all headed quickly in the right direction, I think. Go ahead. But don't fall into the trap, pal. What's the these trap? are mental patients. They, 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 not two of these, I don't even call them women. I call them truck drivers. Not two of these women marched down the street when Bill Clinton did all his things. Not two of these women marched down Hollywood when all these people in Hollywood are getting caught with these women. These people are nuts. They're, they're, there's something wrong in their head. They hate alpha males. Matter of fact, they hate men. And that's, that's what's going on. I, you know what? I think there's a lot of that going on out there. But I also think there are a lot of women who are just thinking, I don't know, I feel like I ought to be out there marching. I don't quite know what it is. Yeah, I don't like Trump. Uh, I refuse to acknowledge how good things are in the workplace for women under him. How many more women have great jobs now than had before he came in? And all of the women in high places in his administration. But I don't know, somehow, I, if I'm going to be a liberal woman, I got to hate Trump and I got to get out there and I got to put on that goofy pink hat. Ugh. Interesting feedback from the best audience in talk radio. And if you want to revolutionize your radio listening experience to us or any one of our other um, amazing iHeart radio stations, more than 800 of them, the biggest radio corporation in the world, with every music and talk format imaginable, you need to do something and do it right now. And guess what? It's not going to cost you a penny. Download the completely redesigned, incredible, high-tech, and free iHeart radio app. Deborah Roberts now checking in with one of the big stories we're following now, the continuing government shutdown and efforts to end it, and Florida scientists discussing why this flu season is so bad. Good morning, Orlando, for the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Good morning to you at 7 o'clock now. Good morning, Orlando. Hope you had a terrific weekend. Glad to have you with us here at 7 o'clock on a Monday morning as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning efforts are underway to end the government shutdown, and Florida scientists 
discuss why the flu season is so bad. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. 55 hours and counting. My take in yours on the government shutdown and who is to blame. It's all next on Good Morning Orlando. Good Monday morning. It's 7.03 on News Radio 102.5. The government shutdown is now in its third day. The Senate is scheduled to vote at noon on another proposal to end it. Republicans and Democrats are continuing negotiations on a way out of the shutdown that started when the government ran out of money at midnight Friday. Republicans are proposing a funding extension to February 8th with a firm commitment to take up the so-called Dreamers issue separately and soon. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell promises to take up border issues after the government reopens. It would be my intention to proceed to legislation that would address DACA, border security, and related issues. Trump announced plans last year to end DACA, the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program that was approved by President Obama. Trump challenged lawmakers to craft a better program by March 5th, putting the fate of hundreds of thousands of dreamers in doubt. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The flu continues to be a major worry across the country. The CDC reports widespread flu activity in 49 states everywhere except Hawaii. At least 30 children have died with the flu so far this season, including two Florida children, a 7-year-old and a 17-year-old, both of whom were not vaccinated. While the vaccine hasn't been a good match for the most virulent strain this season, doctors are still recommending you get the shot. Other strains are circulating and could pose a larger problem in the coming weeks and months. And it's particularly frightening, not only for the very young, but the very old. I have a a close relative who's in a rehab center uh, and nursing facility after a bad fall. He says they're basically under solitary confinement. They don't eat in the common dining room anymore. They don't go to the rehab center. They get tended to in every way individually in their rooms because they have one confirmed case of the flu in that facility, and they're afraid it would go run wild and, and, and it would kill people who are not strong and are unable to, you know, to, to deal with something like this. It is so virulent. So yeah. it, I think we're just beginning to live this nightmare across the country. You know, you've got uh, young, healthy adults who are dying across the country yes. from the flu. So certainly anyone with a compromised immune system, the very young, the very old, uh, everyone needs to take it seriously. I've noticed a lot of people are. And in the meantime, healthcare professionals have come up with a list of things you shouldn't touch in order to protect against the flu, the one you should really avoid is the office water cooler. Experts say don't put your water bottle right on the nozzle where you refill it. Other things to avoid are airplane seat pockets and food trays, office coffee stations. Liquid, yeah, exactly. Liquid soap and restrooms, salt and pepper shakers and restaurants and gym equipment. And now they're saying that this flu virus, I don't know if this was on Friday when you weren't with us, Deb, they're now, they've done research, and they say that you can actually get it by just standing next to somebody who exhales, who has the flu. Yeah, exactly. Frightening. And that's why coughing into your elbow is, is so recommended instead of sneezing or coughing into your hands. Yes. Because then you go and you touch different hard surfaces where the flu virus can live for at least 24 hours. Yeah, it looks a little goofy, but it's a healthy and, and, and important thing to do. Yeah, just tell people you're dabbing. The epidemiologist, is that what they call that? Yeah, well, it's, it's a... Yeah, it's a dance move. Just oh, tell right. people you're dabbing. All right. And then sneeze into your elbow, you'll look cool, and you'll be safe. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Epidemiolo- epidemiologist <laughs> Leslie McKay with the Florida Health Department says there are a lot more people coming down with the flu, and it is more severe this year. One of the aspects that is standing out um, this flu season is the fact that um, all states are having a widespread uh, flu activity. 
So that's a little unusual. She says the flu season has peaked early this season, but luckily for us here in Florida, there are still a few more months to go. So if you haven't gotten your flu shot yet, it's not too late. And they're saying it's about 30 to 35 percent effective instead of the 10 to 15 percent we've been hearing. And finally, Delta Airlines is cracking down on support animals taken aboard flights. Beginning March 1st, passengers who wish to take their support animal aboard a Delta flight must show proof of health and required animal vaccinations 48 hours in advance. Delta said in a statement, travelers with psychiatric support animals must have a document confirming their pet can behave. The airline says it's intended to keep untrained and sometimes aggressive animals from traveling without a kennel in the cabin. Apparently, they were getting tired of cleaning up after all of the animals roaming the aisles uh, freeform. Yeah, then there's that aspect of the problem. And there's the other aspect where customers have attempted to fly with some pretty exotic animals, bud, including comfort turkeys. (laughs) Hang on. It gets better. I know you're not making this up. No, I am not. Comfort turkeys. I want one. Comfort turkeys. I want one. We have comfort turkeys. We have uh, comfort possums. Comfort snakes. (laughs) And even comfort spiders. <laughs> and Delta said, uh-huh, okay. Yeah. Where's the proof? I had a comfort turkey. I ate it on Thanksgiving, <laughs> and I felt exactly. great comfort when I yes, did. Yes, you did. As you yeah, I don't get any of this nonsense at 35,000 feet. Tryptophan nap. Yeah, exactly. Be aware. <laughs> comfort turkeys. Comfort turkeys. Oh, WFLA News Time at 708. <laughs> Read about a new study that says, no surprise here, right? Stress can increase your cancer risk at 1025wfla.com. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Weather and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. All right, we're going to get into this government shutdown, hour 55. I'm going to take a little bit of a break here for a moment or so and hang out with my comfort turkey, get my act together, and we will will forge ahead. Good morning, Orlando, from the Front Gate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Stay tuned for our Make Your Wallet Great Again texting contest. Listen for the keyword of the hour and then text it to 200-200. You could win $1,000 and you won't need a comfort turkey because you'll have that $1,000 cushion. It's coming up right after, along with an update on Orlando. Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Supposed to talk about this government shutdown ongoing, and we will. But I had so many things on my mind. I cannot get over that deal with the comfort turkeys and comfort spiders and comfort possums. People are trying to sneak onto airplanes. I mean, it's crazy. And then, and then we had just flooded with calls and text messages, Yaffe, on you know, on me blasting these women and their marches around the country for the second year, right. and what it was all about. And our hearts kind of went out to Wendell, who said, <laughs> "My wife is one of those people." And she still can't get over that Trump became president and yep. defeated Hillary Clinton. And that's what's grinding her gears. Yeah, he was very honest about that in yeah. the call. He believes that's why she's marching. Jeez. Wendell, I don't know how you do it, man. There's a special place. In, I, I don't either. You know, in, some people, in I know some you. people that do that, that their significant other or their wife is completely opposite on politics and stuff. Uh, I, 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 I. I couldn't get through a day. Yeah, well, I mean, in our business especially, well, it would be very difficult. Well, can you imagine if a guy who does what I do for a living and believes what I believe had a wife? 
who was into that? Who, yeah, war, mean, war would be declared on a continuing <laughs> basis. Right. The heavy artillery would be rolled out every day. I can't imagine, Wendell. God bless you, man. Yaffe, um, the government shut down 55 hours right now. I see signs that the Democrats, Schumer and company, are cracking a little bit. It really is Schumer's shutdown. The Democrats, who had the option to to vote to continue to fund the government and voted against it, and, and, the, and the polling is showing, for the most part, that the American people think that's not sufficient reason uh, trying to get a deal on illegal immigration for the DACA dreamers to shut down the entire federal, well, or at least a portion of the federal government, impacting so many millions of Americans. You know, I think one of the biggest things that hurts the Democrats as well is when you play audio from like Schumer from a couple years ago during the last shutdown, basically blaming the Republicans for what he is doing right now. Yeah. The hypocrisy is huge, and people see that. Yeah. Yeah, they do. In a moment, we'll hear the latest from Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, Republican, of course. We're no big fans of Mitch here, um, talking about uh, the vote coming up today and something he is willing to put on the table, which I have real mixed feelings about. Uh, Stay tuned on that. I'd love your take on the government shutdown. How do you feel about it? And who do you think is to blame and will ultimately be blamed? You know, I mean, I I'm, I have no use for any of them right now in Washington, to be honest with you, either party. Uh, but I think it's advantage Republicans on this. I think they're on the high ground. So there was supposed to be a vote in the Senate last night to end the government shutdown. Now into its 55th or 56th hour, um, that has now been delayed and rescheduled for Midday today, here is Senate Majority Leader Republican Mitch McConnell on that. It would be my intention to resolve these issues as quickly as possible so that we can move on to other business that's important to our country. Assuming that the government remains open, it would be my intention to proceed to legislation that would address DACA, border security, and related issues. McConnell, that depends on how they address it here, okay? The Republicans can't and they don't need to cave on this dreamers deal, okay? Amnesty for these sons and daughters of people who came to this country illegally and were kids at the time and had no say in it, okay? There can't be a DACA deal without the wall unless the president completely caves and he's going to lose his base entirely and he'll lose me along the way for sure. I don't think that that can happen. Um, I, I, I think... I, I think we have to have the wall. I think the I think that the president is really, even though they say he's not too active behind the scenes, I'll bet he's all over this thing working it. And he's putting the pressure on the Democrats here because people don't like the idea that the government has been shut down, so many aspects of it, just over trying to get some kind of a break for essentially illegal aliens in this country. And uh, and and I think he wants the wall or no DACA deal, and I, I don't think he's going to cave on that. I think that the Democrats are ultimately going to cave. I don't know what McConnell has in mind putting DACA on the table, uh, but I bet this thing ends by the end of business today, Yaffe. Uh, we'll see. I'm not so sure. No? You, you think <laughs> the Democrats, they're holding firm on this. They, I don't think they care that the government shut down. I think they believe that this is helpful to them to win elections. You know, I was thinking I was thinking about this over the weekend that we're, we're all so dependent on the federal government. Yeah, I know. You know, think about it. I want a government that when it shuts down and stops doing business, 
nobody notices it. It, it is amazing. I want how? a small enough government that all hell doesn't break loose across the country when we have a political snafu and aspects yeah. of it shut down. The government has its tentacles into every aspect of Americans' lives. We've, we've, it's just slowly happened, you know, over time. Since the New Deal and in, in, in FDR in the 1930s, that's really where the government expansion began. I will say this. I think a lot of the... Uh, the the panic over the shutdown is hyperbole. I think most Americans don't even notice it. I hate <laughs> pay the, attention. I hate the, the idea media. that maintenance for the military is all suspended. They're having trouble with that anyway. We've got a couple hundred yeah. thousand Americans in harm's way who are serving without being paid right now. Yeah, this I is one of the biggest that. problems with these giant omnibus spending bills. I mean, this stuff should be funded separately. Yes. There should be separate bills for all this stuff, not just one giant bill because that's what happens. Yeah. It's stuff like this. It really is. It really is. It makes me crazy. Trevor Roberts with us right now. Jeff, what do you have on this continuing government shutdown and the efforts to end it? Well, that the uh, Senate is scheduled to take another run at ending the government shutdown today. The bill up for a noon Eastern time vote would provide three weeks of government funding. It includes provisions for DREAMers, which Democrats want, and border security and more defense spending, which Republicans and the White House want. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Amazon has a new grocery store opening to the public today with no cashiers or registers. This is revolutionary. Yeah, it is. It's something that Gina Cervetti and the Bloomberg Business Report, she first brought to us at 630 this morning, if you missed it. News about the store. Uh, Instead, the store has countless cameras and sensors that scan what you have as you bag or walk out and then charges everything to your account. The Seattle store was originally supposed to open last year. This is the only opening so far. It's in Seattle, but was delayed while the company fine-tuned the technology. The store is about the size of a convenience store and requires an Amazon app. But what what have I, do you have any idea what happens if you just walk in there and you don't have an account? That's what I've been wondering. I heard something about an honor system here. That's not going to work. Well, I did hear too that it's it's mainly healthy food geared toward millennials on the go. So I don't know too many people who want to swipe a salad, but <laughs> <laughs> Cheetos will not be for sale at the Amazon store. Yeah, for you're all over this high tech stuff with Amazon and everything. We've talked about Amazon Key with the packages, and that's been controversial. Uh, what do you think about Amazon Go? Is that going to be a go, do you think? Is that going to sweep oh, yes. the country and change the way we do yeah, business? Walmart is already looking into the technology. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's how big this is. Let's think of all the money a corporation can save without having to have cashiers, beggars. Yeah. And the products will be cheaper because of that. Right. And, and then you won't have be... to wait in line for the person who has, you know, supposed yeah. to have 10 items or less and writes a check. They must have the bases covered on making sure that people aren't stealing and blind. They must have that angle figured. I just don't quite understand how they yeah. do that. We'll see how the technology is. Sometimes there's kinks at first with this kind of stuff, and it has to be worked out. But maybe in the next 10 years, mm-hmm. it could be you know pretty prevalent yeah. across this country. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's why the Seattle store opening was delayed while the company fine-tuned the technology, and it was probably fine-tuning to cover their losses from folks walking in and walking out without paying for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Coca-Cola is giving its iconic Diet Coke a makeover. The company believes its new sleek packaging and new flavors will better connect the Diet Coke brand to millennials. So starting today, Coca-Cola will offer four new flavors, including ginger lime, 
twisted mango. Yuck. Feisty cherry. Yuck. And zesty blood orange. Yuck. And newly designed skinny 12-ounce cans. We just got all of those no votes from our in-house millennial, Yaffe. Well, yeah, but we haven't heard from our real millennial, Stephanie. What about it? Yeah, no. No? No, sorry. Yeah. Well, I don't think she, you don't really like soda to begin with. No, it's horrible for you. Yeah. That's why they're, I drink so it as doesn't much of it matter as I what can. they come up with. You're not going to like no, it. No, of course not. <laughs> All right. Yeah, they're trying to come up with stuff and make you think it's not really like soda, but it's just. Yeah. Well, Coke planned this facelift about two years ago after seeing a decline in sugary drink consumption among health conscious millennials. So, uh-huh. we've, yeah, soda's been taking a dive. Somewhere around the Boston area, bud, is a Campbell's soup can filled with cash and not soup. Hmm. A Massachusetts couple donated the can to a local soup kitchen with the best of intentions, but $2,500 instead in the can. Amanda Matuccio tells WFXT-TV her parents cleared out their cupboards a few weeks ago, and when they went to add more cash to the can, they realized it was gone. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, Matuccio says, quote, they realized it had been put in with the donations it was kind of devastating, oh, I kind geez. of imagine. Middleton Food Pantry workers searched for the can only to come up empty. And finally, it may be Monday, but it's also National Blonde Brownie Day. Often referred to by connoisseurs as blondies, this treat differs from regular brownies because brown sugar is used instead of cocoa. It's believed blonde brownies were first baked in Ohio with recipes dating back to the 1940s. Man, oh man. I don't hear much about brown sugar anymore. When I was a kid, I just loved that stuff. Mm. I don't think I've ever had a blondie. I don't think I have either. Sounds good, though. Someone should whip us up at batch. Yeah. The thing I liked (laughs) when I was a kid, my mother had this big container of brown sugar. And unlike regular sugar, it just by its nature, it will stick together. If you squeeze it, and I used to just make off with fists full of that stuff. I'm Choke it kidding. down along and, with and, your no, uh, no, dog just, biscuits? No, just eat it. Really? Yeah. No, not when I was doing dog biscuits and milk with my buddy. No, no. So this you is didn't a different dip deal. the dog biscuits into the no, brown sugar? No, no, no. Okay. We didn't need to sweeten them up. They were fine just the way they were. <laughs> but I, I used to literally make off with fistful of brown sugar and eat it. I don't know how I survived. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, really I'm flabbergasted. I don't know. <laughs> I did so many things that by any reason would shorten my life. It's amazing I'm still going. Hey, for most of us, that is the truth. <laughs> Thanks, Deb. You're welcome. Deborah Roberts with our news at the top of the bottom of the hour and whenever it breaks. Time for the Daily Sound Judgment Game. We have our contestants jamming the line. So if you're getting frustrated with a busy signal... Here's what you need to do. Listen closely. If there is a wrong answer, and there may well be a couple here before we give away our prize, that opens up a line, and you can call immediately and get in at 407-916-5400. On the subject of the brand-new prize, Stephanie, what you got? So today we have Westworld Season 1 on Blu-ray. Westworld is a fascinating odyssey about the dawn of artificial consciousness. Own Westworld, the complete first season, on 4K Ultra HD, Blu-ray, DVD, and digital now. There you go. Fantastic. The whole season. 407-916-5400. Are you ready? My New England Patriots 24. Those hard-fighting Jacksonville Jaguars 20. It was a great effort by Jacksonville in the AFC Championship game yesterday. And a truly great performance, I think, by their quarterback, UCF grad Blake Bortles. Now, Bortles, did you know, actually threw for a few more yards than Tom Brady did. 
as you listen to a very disappointed Blake Bortles after the game, I want you to use your sound judgment to tell me this. How many more yards Bortles threw for than Brady? Hint, the answer is a single-digit number. Hey, guys are upset. You know, it's not what anybody expected, you know, outside of or contrary to popular belief. Um, you know, that, that, that room fully expected to win this game. Um, and, you know, I think everybody's shocked, disappointed, upset, you know, whatever you want to call it. And again, Bortles threw for more yards by just a little than Tom Brady. How many more yards did Bortles throw for than the great Tom Brady? The answer is just a single-digit number, so it's not that tough. There aren't that many of them. Line one, you're first up. Budman, good morning. I'm not a fan of the NFL. I listen to your show because I follow the news. However, my answer is three. You got it right. (laughs) Come on, man. You pulled a rabbit out of a hat. Yes. I certainly did. Uh, You had no idea. I, no, sir. I didn't watch the game. I've been boycotting the NFL. You've got a bunch of people who were on the line and pounding steering wheels right now. <laughs> How in the world just happened to me? Yeah, Bortles threw for 293 yards. Brady threw for 290. The difference was three yards advantage Blake Bortles. So there you go. We might make a football fan out of you yet, huh? Perhaps. <laughs> I, I grew up in Chicago, so... I was I watched the Bears for many years, and uh, that painful now. But once upon a time, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, in '85. <laughs> oh yeah, they were. That was the best team I've ever seen. I think. Um, hey, yes, listen. Sir. Give me your first name. Tell me where you are this morning. My name is Danny. I'm in Orlando. Terrific. And you don't mind me too much using a sports question every now and then on a news talk show, do you? Oh no, no. That's fair game. It's in the news. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it is. Absolutely. Congratulations, Danny. You should ask weather weather related questions as well. Yeah, I used to be a weatherman years ago. Maybe we'll do more yes. of that. Okay? Yes. Yeah, don't go away, my friend. I'm going to put you on hold. You and Stephanie will have a conversation to make it happen and we'll get you the t- we'll get you the brand new prize, okay? Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you and have a great day, Danny. How about that? Yeah, you got to love the Jags yesterday. I mean, I'm a Patriots fan. I was really conflicted because I'm a Florida guy, and the Jags are an amazing story. They've been you so bad for so long. You weren't conflicted. A little bit. No, you wanted the Patriots to run over top of Boy, them. Boy, in the first half, they were just putting the blocks to the Patriots. It was just getting ugly. I uh, said, I don't know if they're going to come back or not. Once that drive happened in the fourth quarter, yeah. I was like, it's over. Yeah. It's done. Are you Patriots another one who's saying that the refs were in the, in the tank <laughs> for the collusion, Patriots, right? Bro. Is that what you guys all think it's, now, it's, isn't it? It's collusion. We need to look into this. Uh, you know, yeah. we have a texter, actually, who thinks that the NFL, he's starting to think the NFL is scripted, like wrestling. Really? Yeah. No kidding. Because this kind of stuff's happening too much with the Patriots. <laughs> like that Goodell says to the refs, he says, you got to make, we have to get the Patriots into the Super Bowl or the numbers aren't going to be right. Yeah. Well, How yeah. cynical are you? Now, do you really <laughs> believe any of that? Me? You, you. You told me you no. refused to run any sound of the Patriots on this morning's show. I literally got an email from Yaffe saying I'm not running yep. any Patriots audio. <laughs> yep. What a sore sport I refuse you are. Boycotting <laughs> it. And guess what? We haven't run any either. <laughs> you can tell who rules the roost well, around here. <laughs> and the audience thanks me. I know they are. All right, we're heading for my favorite hour. 
all week long here on Good Morning Orlando when I open up the phone lines and the text line to the smartest audience in talk radio for you to vent whatever's grinding your gears, whatever you want to sound off on, whatever issue you want to raise, your take on it. It's Open Mind Monday, and you're really the host of the show for the duration of your call or whatever text message that you send us. And I will keep an open mind. 407-916-5400 if you want to get in early. Text us at 23680 with standard message and data rates applying there. Uh, Yaffe's one of these cynical Jacksonville Jaguar fans. You know, I mean, they they played their hearts out against my New England Patriots, and they came up short in the AFC Championship game. And a lot of them are thinking that the refs were in the tank for the Patriots because the NFL wanted the Patriots in for better ratings on the upcoming Super Bowl. Do you really believe there's that kind of collusion going on? Are, are, are you into that like Yaffe is? Also, we're going to talk about the government shutdown. Who do you think's to blame? How do you feel about it all? How do you want it resolved? And the hottest topic this morning was when I said of the women's marches over the weekend around the country and here in Orlando, ladies, what is your beef? I simply don't get it. What were these marches all about? What is it in this country that is not working for women? What is it that is not as it should be or is not moving toward what it ought to be in this country relating to women? You know, Stephanie is just fed up with all of these marchers, our screener. My wife is too. But they were out there in huge numbers with their little pink hats on. What's their problem? 407-916-5400, text line 23680. Stay tuned. We have the news coming up. And right after that, it's your it's our Make Your Wallet Great Again contest for you. You could win $1,000. Just listen for the new keyword of the hour. It's coming up right after Deborah Roberts with the news. Text the word to 200-200. You could win 1000 bucks. Speaking to the Debmeister, she's sliding in alongside me here at the microphone to bring us the very latest on the ongoing government shutdown and a survey boosts the idea of paying women the same for equal work, which absolutely ought to happen if it hasn't already where you are. Good morning, Orlando, at 8 o'clock. Good morning, Orlando. And on this foggy Monday morning, we greet you at 8 o'clock with our latest check of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning efforts are underway to end the government shutdown, and a new survey boosts the idea of paying women the same for equal work. We'll have the details coming up in one minute. Sound off on the topic of your choice, whether it's a government shutdown, the women's marches, or. The NFL playoffs. It's all next on Open Mind Monday here on Good Morning Orlando. And good Monday morning. It's 804 on News Radio 1025. There's still no deal, but the Senate will try to vote today to end the government shutdown. A key vote is set for noon Eastern time. Florida Democrat Bill Nelson voted against the Republicans' continuing resolution on Friday night, saying, quote, these short-term funding bills are hurting our national security, end quote. Republican Marco Rubio blamed the Democrats for shutting down the government over DACA, which he says, quote, will prove impossible to justify, end quote. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. In the meantime, the government shutdown means launch operations at the Kennedy Space Center and Cape Canaveral Air Force Station 
are on hold, and that includes a test firing of SpaceX's Falcon Heavy rocket, which has already been delayed multiple times. The 12-second test of the Falcon Heavy's 27 main engines is required before the rocket is cleared for a demonstration launch, which had originally been scheduled for later this month. Police here in Florida are looking for someone seen running away from a mall where two pipe bombs exploded Sunday evening. There were no injuries, thankfully, from the blast at the East Ridge Mall in Lake Wales. That's about 60 miles east of Tampa. The bombs went off in a service hallway near a JCPenney. There was some damage to the building's ceiling, and the mall was evacuated because of the explosions. A new study suggests football players can suffer long-term brain damage without having concussions. Uh-oh. Yeah, researchers at Boston University say repeated head injuries can trigger the degenerative disease known as CTE, even if the injuries don't result in concussions, which is what so much of the focus has been on. Yeah, absolutely it has. There's a whole bunch of retired NFL players now, I was reading, um, who are campaigning for kids not to be allowed to play tackle football. Including you know. my very own uh, Brett Farr from the Green Bay Packers. Yes, that's right. Who he's has, all over that. Yeah, he's he's already com- you know forgotten soccer games of his children that he's attended. His wife has had to fill in conversations for him. Yeah, he was tough as nails, but he yeah. you know he was getting hit hard all the time and had concussion issues when he played. And what we've been seeing both on the high school, the college, and the pro level this season is oh okay, well they have a concussion, pull them off the field. But the lead researcher says the study provides it the, the first experimental evidence to solidly say it's the hits, not the concussions, that count for CTE. If you want to follow up, the study is published in the journal Brain. A new survey is boosting the idea that companies should pay women the same as men for the same work. Catherine Blades of Aflac says most people strongly dislike the idea of paying women less than men for the same work. of consumers and 72% of investors say that you cannot pay women less than men for the same work and be considered socially responsible. Blade says its recent annual corporate social responsibility survey also found that 74% of those who participated said they wouldn't patronize a company that paid women less than men for the same work. On other subjects, one quarter of the respondents said they'd been asked by their boss to do something unethical and 36% of millennials said they had complied. Wow, interesting results there. I mean, I think we're heading in the right direction on the pay gap, but I mean, there's I no justification I know. for it. I know. None at all. And yet we're charged more. Like, for, for most every product, if I buy men's face cream, I'll pay up to 20% less at least than if I buy it because it's marketed for a woman. And you say it would be exactly the same product in different packages. Yeah, exactly. Dry really? cleaners, we pay more. Wow. I mean, you name it. Paid less, paid more. It just ain't right. No, it ain't. (laughs) Women looking to make a difference should forget glass ceilings and rush the doors instead. That was the message of Orlando State Representative A. Mercado delivered at yesterday's Women's March. Hundreds attended the rally at Lake Eola Park as part of the statewide and nationwide Women's March. Mercado also told the crowd to get politically engaged and make the blue wave a blue wave of women. And finally, Ruth Bader Ginsburg doesn't get standing ovations while presiding at the Supreme Court, but she did get several of them Sunday night at the Sundance Film Festival. The 84-year-old justice was at the premiere of RBG, a documentary about her life. She espoused her belief that the Constitution is a living document ever in need of becoming more inclusive and perfected. She also gave her blessing to the women's marches held around the country over the weekend and called for women to keep fighting for representation. CNN has television rights to the film.
WFLA News Time, it's 8.08. You can read about VP Mike Pence arriving in Israel after a tense meeting with Jordan's King at 1025WFLA.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 1025. And alongside the Demmeister, I'm the Budman with Yaffe producing in the control room and Stephanie alongside him on the other side of the glass. we got a full house and we are ready to go. It's Open Mind Monday where you take over the show and tell me your take on the topic of your choice. Whether you got something that's grinding your gears on this ongoing government shutdown we've been talking about, whether you have a take on what these women marches are all about over the weekend, and whether or not you think they have a legitimate beef and what it is... And whether or not you think like Yaffe and some of these spoiled sport Jaguars fans, and I love the Jags, what they did yesterday. They played their hearts out against my Patriots. But that somehow that the NFL and the refs are in the tank for the Patriots to get in the Super Bowl and the calls were adjusted accordingly. So that happened because the ratings with New England and Tom Brady will be better than they would be with anybody else. Really? 407-916-5400. It's Open Mind Monday, and the text line open at 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. Get in early. I love turning it over to the smartest audience in talk radio, and you are part of that. We'll have this right after we give you an opportunity to make your wallet great again in our texting contest. The keyword of the hour is brand new and coming right up now. Text it to 200-200. Yes, you could win $1,000. And then... An update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic only two minutes away for you on News Radio 1025 WFLA. The government shut down. It's not a shutdown. Complaints about the illegals in this country. Phones are lighting up with Open Mind Monday calls at 407 916 5400. And the text line Yaffe is monitoring the heavy incoming at 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. But let's begin here. In Ocala, David, you're on with a Bud Man, and it's Open Mind Monday. So, what's on your mind? Morning, Bud. Uh, I, I would like to preface it by saying I'm not a Jaguars fan. I'm not a Patriots fan. I didn't watch a football game all year, but I decided to watch that game yesterday. And in the first half, they called a, a pass interference penalty against the Jaguars, and the Patriots player clearly went out of bounds uh, before. The interference, and there, there should have been no interference. He was forced Second out. Half, he was forced out. You have to reestablish yourself. He never did. Okay. That should never have been a penalty. Second half, it was textbook. The, the, the defensive player has as much right to the ball. They had contact, sure, but it happens every play. The defensive player was looking back for the ball and tried to get the ball, and it, it, was, it should have been a non-call. I told my wife, I said, I'm not even going to bother my waste my time watching this game. Wow! The referees are in a tag for for the Patriots. So now, what do you think? Did they get the they get the word from uh, the commissioner's office? You got to shade this thing toward the Patriots so the Super Bowl ratings are better. But do you remember how they used to say the Obama administration? <laughs> they don't have to tell them what to do; they just know what to do. Same thing here. Ah. And, and they said after the game, one of the referees was up there. They caught him on the mic, Pat, and the. The Patriots players going, I love you guys. I love you guys. Wow, interesting, David. And on that text line, you got some folks who feel just like David, right, Yaffe? Yes, we have one person who says this. They were ripped off in the NFL. 
believes the NFL wanted the Patriots to win over the Jags, hence the pass interference call. I think uh, that's what our caller was just referring to. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, a bunch of people. Some people are just sick of watching football because of it. Interesting. Tom, you're on from Orlando with a take on the government shutdown we've been talking about. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, bud. How you doing? I'm fine. Good to have you with me. Now, you're going to straighten me out a little here, right? Well, no, 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 no. Listen, I expected more from you because you're always tell it like it is. Please don't be like everybody else and buy into this government shutdown. It is not a shutdown. Let me ask you a question. When we're so many trillion in the hole, why are we having these government facilities open anyways? Do you... Most people probably don't realize. Do you know what? It, how long it takes to spend one trillion dollars? Just one. If I spent a million dollars a day, I don't know how it many. Would take me two thousand seven hundred and fifty-nine point six years on one trillion dollars. If I spend a okay. million dollars a day, so what why is, in the world don't we just close everything that's not necessary? Okay, but Stephanie says on the screen you told her it's a government slowdown, not a shutdown. No, she said, you mean government slowdown? I said, I don't even think it's that. I think you just, you know, what I'm against is people saying it's a government shutdown. It is not. It's a partial shutdown. shutdown. If I was in charge, I'd Uh, probably close at least, get rid of at least 80% of the government. So this is a good thing. It's not a negative. Got it. Thank you, Tom. Now, I think there's some some redeeming features to that call and that line of thinking. I was talking about it earlier. What I want is a government that is so small that people don't notice it when it closes down for whatever reason. But it has its tentacles in all of our lives in every way these days. And that and that's why everybody goes apoplectic when we have something like going on with a political impasse in Washington. Okay, uh, 407-916-5400 on the shutdown on uh, illegals. Uh, Bob, I'm going to go to you here shortly. we got more texters coming in. The NFL is rigged in favor of the Patriots against the Jaguars yesterday. Blah, 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 blah. Somebody tell me what in the world these women are beefing about who were marching by the thousands across this country over the weekend. Are things really that bad for women in America? 407-916-5400. Text me at 23680, knowing that standard message and data rates apply. Let's get back to Open Mind Monday. Bob, you've been waiting a while in Longwood. What's on your mind this morning, Bob? Well, thank you, bud. Yeah, you know, I don't blame the Democrats. I don't blame the Republicans for the shutdown. I, I blame, actually, the illegal people that came in this country and uh, made a bunch of babies so they could get everything for free. And it's a shame that our government, right now, our servicemen are not getting a paycheck, but these illegals are getting everything for free. Thank you. Great point there. And on the issue of our soldiers, particularly the ones who are in harm's way, not getting paid but still on the job, Dorit. You're on Open Mind Monday. Good morning to you, Dorit, from Orlando. Hello? Hello. Is it Dorit? No, it's Doreen. I was trying to say... Doreen. Okay, go ahead, please. Go ahead. Uh, The armed forces. Any officials not getting this government back in order, they should take it out of their pay and put it in the fund to pay the soldiers. Every day they're out, take it out of their pay. They don't want me to be the bookkeeper. And the president's money he donated, put that in the fund for the soldiers, too. Thank you for that. On the text line, Yaffe, on Open Mind Monday, what do you see? Yes, bud. Uh, Let me see here. Uh, One person says, I agree with the caller 100% about the NFL being rigged. Still getting a lot of texts on that. Another person, though, we were talking about the Women's March earlier. 
uh, earlier in the show, yeah, and sure. you were asking, what's the beef? Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, one person says this. Why would anyone march for the right for a woman to intentionally kill an unborn, defenseless human being? On the abortion issue. Yeah. Thinks, mm-hmm. that, thinks that's what this is all about. A lot of it is A lot, a lot right of folks think abortion. it all has to do with it. They just can't get over the idea that Hillary's not president. Well, we had a caller earlier that said that that that's yeah. his wife marches, and that's pretty much the only reason she marches. And I, I think I think he's right. Donna, good morning. You're on Open Mind Monday from Winter Haven in beautiful Polk County. Good morning, Donna. Hi. Um, this is my first time to call, but I'm so excited. Uh, for Great. all the people who thought that the Patriots was a setup, did they see the camera focus on Bill Belichick, who is always very emotion, unemotional right. and blasé? And yesterday he was hugging his defense coordinator and all smiles and jumping up and down and so happy. That was not a setup. I was so afraid the Patriots were not going to be in the Super Bowl. i got to tell happened. you, that first half was pretty hard to watch. Jacksonville was killing them. It was. It was very hard. But just to see Bill Belichick so happy, that that was really sincere. Hey, will you make me a promise this morning, Donna? Sure. Call us again. You'll never okay. be a first-time caller again. And it's great to have you on the show. You're doing a great job. Well, thank you. You know, I never watch news on the TV in the morning anymore. I always listen to WFLA. <laughs> well, we love that. Thank you so As much. As you should. Hey, okay. terrific, Donna. <laughs> We're honored to have you with us from down in Winter Haven. Don't be a stranger. 407-916-5400. What's on your mind this morning? I want to hear from the best audience in talk radio on what matters to you whether we're talking about it or not. And our text line is always open at 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. Hey, Deb, you want to get in on this open mind Monday? Sure. Let's talk to Doug in Orlando and see what's going on uh, in his Monday morning. Good morning, Doug. Hey, good morning. How are you guys doing today? Hey, happy it's a Monday. Yeah, and we feel better now that you've called. What is on your mind, Doug? <laughs> hey, government shutdown. I, I just, uh, I certainly hope that this includes uh, funds for the uh, special counsel investigation. In other words, I hope uh, Mueller and his team, um, you know, their funds have been uh, cut off as well, as far as pay and, uh, you know, whatever expenses uh, uh, they're, they're throwing on the books. Uh, certainly should be a part of government shutdown. And then I actually have an outside-of-the-box idea, if you have time for it, on the immigration front. we got about 30 seconds. It's all yours. Go ahead. Excellent. Outside-of-the-box thoughts, because I, I, uh, you know, there are good people uh, in every country in this world. Why don't we look at forcing a vote for statehood in Mexico? Uh, Become our 51st state. We take advantage of the resources down there, straighten out their government, and they they get exactly what they want, and is to be a part of the U.S. Just a thought. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Well, thank you for calling, Doug. We appreciate it. All right, Doug. I I don't know how he talks so clearly. He must have his tongue stuck in his cheek when he suggests statehood for Mexico. I'm not necessarily (laughs) sure that we're going to get a groundswell for that. But it is Open Mind Monday. I've learned That's I'll right. keep an open mind. <laughs> Deb, what do we got in the news? Well, um, the subject of the government shutdown today begins with the first partial federal government shutdown in years. Hoping to end that, the Senate will take a vote at noon Eastern time aimed at ending the shutdown. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer says negotiations will continue, but no deal has been reached. I am happy to continue 
my discussion with the majority leader about reopening the government. We've had several conversations. Talks will continue. But we have yet to reach an agreement on a path forward that would be acceptable for both sides. If the Senate votes to end the shutdown, however, it would have to be approved by the House and signed by President Trump. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Florida added more than 27,000 new jobs last month with Miami, Orlando and West Palm Beach leading the way. But some of the smaller metros actually lost jobs, including Fort Walton Beach, Melbourne, Gainesville, Panama City, Pensacola and Homosassa Springs. Sissy Proctor at the Department of Economic Opportunity says they're working on it. We focus on and work every single day to make sure that the rural communities all across the state are receiving the assistance they need and are in a position to take advantage of the growth that we're seeing all across the state. Florida's unemployment increased to 3.7 percent last month. It was a small increase, but it's only the second time the rate has gone up during the Rick Scott administration. And you can blame uh, Hurricane Irma. January's gas prices are the highest they've been in four years, with rising oil prices getting the blame. AAA says the current statewide average for a gallon of regular is $2.54. That's up $0.09 from a week ago. The most expensive gas price averages in Florida are in West Palm Beach, Boca Raton at $2.67 and Fort Lauderdale at $2.61. The lowest average price at the pump is found in Jacksonville, Pensacola, and the Villages, all at $2.50 a gallon. And GasBuddy.com says the average here in Orlando is also $2.50 a gallon. Yeah, you can find it for a few pennies less, but it's definitely gone up, Deb. Yes, it has. And uh, no surprise, but stress can increase the risk of cancer. A study out of Japan looked at thousands of men and women between 1990 and 2012. For those who reported a lot of stress or a marked increase in stress, the risk of developing cancer was 20% higher. Researchers saw particularly high cases of liver and prostate cancer. The study suggests that the stress could weaken your immune system. Yeah, I listen, I know in stressful periods of my life, I've wound up with health problems I've never had without the stress. Yeah, stress. I, it's a killer. It really stress and a lack of sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can get these stories and more at 1025wfla.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando continues now with Open Mind Monday. Yeah, and um we got a caller on the line, Joe. I want to hear from you. Flesh this out in a moment. He is happy that the government is shut down. It's a partial shutdown, but he's fine with it. Uh, I've been talking about that. I want a government small enough that we don't even notice it when it shuts down. Those days seem long gone. Uh, What's on your mind this morning? Uh, The Women's March uh, over the weekend here and around the country, I couldn't get a firm handle on whether there was a consensus on what the problems are for women that need resolution in this country. And maybe you can help me. I don't know what the beef really is. Is it all about we're still ticked off that Hillary's not president? Is there more to it than this? What do these marchers really want that women don't already have? 407-916-5400, 407-916-5400, text line 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. Back to Open Mind Monday, um, after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. And stick around, I'll do that for you in just two minutes here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Joe, I'm coming to you in just a minute. You're happy that the government is shut down, at least partially, and that continues at this hour, as we've been talking about all morning. But first of all, Yaffe, I'm intrigued with the incoming on the motivation behind all these women marching here and around the country over the weekend. What's the beef? Because I frankly don't get it. Yeah, one person says this, bud, says, please don't call it the Women's March. It is the Liberal 
Women's March. They spit on those who were pro-life. Okay. So, you know, if the, if there's women there that disagree with them, then, you know, they don't like those women. Mm-hmm. Another person says this. says, I feel like these women marching reflects poorly on me as a woman. This is the texture talking. I am so embarrassed and ashamed for them. As much as I long for the day when they wise up for their own sake, they would probably choose to remain ignorant. You know, they're wearing those 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 obnoxious pink hats that are modeled after a private part. I mean, who would do that? Who would want to walk around like that? It's and, ridiculous. And 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 if the point is, uh, you know, is pro-choice and and whatever, you've got that. It's you know, it's Roe v. Wade for crying out loud. You know, I, I find what I find really interesting is most people I talk to that are really against the march are women. Yeah. Women don't like yeah. it. My wife is just, and, and Stephanie, we were talking yeah. about her before. My, you know? my my family's the same way. All right. Happy the government is shut down. That's the comment on the screen from Joe in Orlando on Open Mind Monday. Go ahead, Joe. Hey, yeah, but uh, obviously it's just partially shut down. And, right. You know, if it's, if it's only essential, isn't that kind of the point of our nation and our, you know, not having a lot of taxes? Um I, I really kind of love what you said, and I kind of want to put you on the spot. Uh, if you could go back to the 2012 Republican primary, would you vote for Ron Paul instead of Romney? Hmm. Uh... That's pretty much a Ron Paul quote that you said. Yeah, there's a lot I liked about him, but I felt like he was a one-trick pony. You know? He just didn't... I. I, I... I, I, I liked him on small government, but I still thought he was kind of a one-trick pony. But my, my, my question to you is, does it bother you that our service men and women are not being paid right now, many of them in harm's way and trouble spots around the world? That's a real problem I have with this partial shutdown. Uh, I don't actually have a problem with that. I do believe they should have the equipment and food and a place to shower and a place to sleep and you know, everything that you need as far as a provision, but I don't think they should get any money. Okay, fair enough. Thank you. Let's go to the uh, first line we have from Lake Mary on Open Mind Monday, occupied by Paul. Go ahead. What's on your mind, Paul? I uh, Good morning, bud. I, I don't understand. These congressmen and senators took oaths to defend the Constitution of the United States and uphold it. How is shutting the government down over legal immigration doing that shouldn't they be investigated and censured for that because this is outrageous well wait a minute don't don't, a, don't ask a question you tell me what you think do you think that's uh, what should I, happen I, I yes and i think especially senators should be recalled by their state because they're not serving the interests of the state that's what i think absolutely thank you now that's paul's take on open mind monday who's right he wants these congressmen investigated for wanting to shut down the government, the Democrats, over illegal immigration. Then you got Joe. They're both great patriots. Joe says he's glad we have the government shut down. Where are you on this? It's Open Mind Monday. Sound off. I'll keep an open mind. 407-916-5400 or hit that text line at 23680, knowing that standard message and data rates apply. And speaking of the texters, Yaffe, they keep on coming. Yeah, on the government shutdown, one person is actually blaming the president for this. Says this lays at the president's feet. 
bipartisan deal sent to president and he rejected. It's his fault. Mm, I have to keep an open mind only because it's open mind Monday, but I've addressed that earlier here in the show. Um, Also, we got a lot of you paranoid Jaguar Jaguar fans who think that uh, the refs were in the tank with a wink and a nod from the commissioner's office to make sure that the calls were made that got the Patriots into the Super Bowl. I mean, I love the Patriots. They're my team. They have been for years. Uh, and But I just love the Jack, Jacksonville Jaguar story as well. But I think that was a legitimate win by the uh, Patriots. But then again, it doesn't matter what I think. It matters what you think. Are you honestly thinking that uh, the whole thing is orchestrated and rigged kind of like pro wrestling, the National Football League? Is that where we are right now? Really? 407-916-5400, your take on the women's marchers. I, I just don't understand what the women's gripe is. I don't understand in this country what it is that women don't have that they want or are not well on their way toward getting. 407-916-5400. Or is it all about, we still can't accept that Hillary's not our president? Is that what that's about? And would you wear one of those pink hats, ladies? Really? Ugh. You know what Yaffe just said to me off air? The worst thing about this Super Bowl matchup is what? I have to cheer for the Eagles now. Ugh, I don't know. And I said, come on, I'll bring you over from the dark side and teach you how to root for Tom Brady and the Patriots. At which point, Stephanie said, (laughs) I hate the Patriots. What is your problem? I don't have a problem. (laughs) The only one who's got a problem here is you, bud. Holy smokes. I don't know if I can work under these (laughs) conditions anymore. Oh, (laughs) man. Oh, man. All right. Uh, On the issue of the game last night, here is uh, Trish. From Winter Park, it's Open Mind Monday. Good morning, Trish. Good morning, bud. Um, I just want to kind of agree with uh, Yaffe on this uh, conspiracy theory a little bit. Um, down to the two-minute warning. I watched the whole game. Yeah. Um, last week when the Jags were playing, they played all the way to zero and won the game. Now, last night, once the Patriots had their lead, They just kept taking a knee and fooling around and goofing around. They didn't even give the Jags a chance. I think the Jags could have had a chance if the Patriots actually stepped up and played the game like it's supposed to be played all the way down to zero. Wow. Wow. They're just trying to run out the clock, and they were in a position to do it. That happens all the time in football. Yeah, but this is is the playoffs. Come on, man. man. I I think it was a stinky win. (laughs) I like that stinky win. And Yaffe on the women's <laughs> marchers and what they're all about. You got a text right now that if we had more time would light up the phones. Yeah, now this is not me saying this. No, this is a texter. This is a texter. I just want to make that point. It says, boy, I hope all these women are marching towards a kitchen. With dinner cooked to his yeah. order, right? Yeah, I guess so. That's, that's what he feels like. So, I, I saw another tweet over the weekend what? that said, uh, there's millions of cats being unattended to today because of the Women's March. <laughs> Pete in Claremont, what's on your mind? Quickly, please. Good morning, guys. Two things real quick. Number one, there were more babies aborted, uh, black babies aborted last year in New York City than were born. So I don't know what these women are celebrating Secondly, if you do some research, and I just take Yaffe on my Facebook, you go back a couple of years and Schumer was given a speech in the Senate about how we have to um, uh, fix our, our, uh, our immigration problem and all this other stuff. And then in the same clip at the end of it, it shows him saying now that 
we're going to uh, mm-hmm. we have to let these people stay. So it's Chucky Schumer. Chucky not- Schumer is not only wrong on the issues; he's a flip flopper too. The guy's a pure politician. He's everything you loathe about official Washington. And I'm no fan of McConnell either, by the way. Oh, man, this has been great. Um, Terrific job on Open Mind Monday. Thank you, one and all. Uh, We do it every Monday from 8 until 9, where you take over the show with your take on any topic. That'll do it. We'll see you tomorrow morning, 6 until 9. Glenn's next. For the whole team, the Budman here, thank you. God bless you, and God bless America.